Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Well, it's so good to be back with you. We appreciate you listening, and thanks for the download. Be sure if you're listening on YouTube to like and subscribe. You know how that goes. We've got an amazing guest with an amazing story to share with you today. You know we're all about the stories on this podcast, the stories behind the songs, but also the journey of our artists and our songwriters. And she's pretty amazing. But first, let me tell you about Mark Allen Barnett Tours, one of our local sponsors. I just spent some time with Mark down in uh, Alabama, L.A., Lower Alabama. Uh, this past week was the Frank Brown Songwriter Festival, and we went down to enjoy that and saw some great rounds and uh, watched Mark do his thing. He's, just, he's got about the biggest heart of anybody I've ever met. You know, like he made sure at the show to do a song that we co-wrote. I didn't have to do that, but that's the kind of guy he is. He's always helping uh, songwriters uh, in this community, and he, he's giving back all the time. And his tours are pretty amazing. Um, even when we were at Freak, we had breakfast one morning and he brought along an upcoming song, songwriter and we were giving uh, tips to her and, and trying to help her out. But that's the kind of guy he is. So the Mark Allen Barnett Tours, if you are uh, new to songwriting, even if you're not, if you want to up your game, Mark will show you how to do that performing, performing wise, but also uh, how to write better songs. Uh, he'll introduce you to people in the industry. He'll take you around. Guy's a pretty amazing, uh, pretty amazing guy, uh, not only talent-wise, but uh, his passion is for teaching and passing it along. So check out MarkAllenBarnett.com. It's A-L-A-N. Barnett is barn and then E-T-T-E. And remember that you don't choose music. Music chooses you. Right? Isn't that right? Rhonda Funk is my guest. How are you, Rhonda? You can talk. I'm doing good. I didn't know. Yeah. I love Mark, by the way. Uh, the first guy. time I ever saw him, he was in Gatlinburg. Yeah. Uh, I, well, let's say... I was in Gatlinburg and he was already there. Uh, you know, they were, uh, it was the, um, is it called the Smoky Mountain Songwriters Festival? It was, and, and now it's just the Gatlinburg yeah. Songwriters Yeah, this Festival. is right before, you know, the COVID stuff yes. where they had to stop doing it and, you know, all yes. that. Obviously, there's other things that made it not uh, happen. But that to say, I remember sitting yeah. in awe of Mark, yeah. to yeah. be honest. He, he knows how to perform, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Well, I want to talk about you. Um, I know you, you, you've got an, an amazing story. Uh, moved to Nashville. In, in 2018, I think that's when I first met you, probably the listening room, somewhere with Billy Lee, yes. my brother Billy. And um, and it just seems like here you are four years into a 10-year town, and you are Entertainer of the Year from the ISSA, which is the International Singer-Songwriters Association that you just won in this past year. That's incredible. Plus, 120,000 miles performing, doing what you do. That's an incredible testament to to you as an artist, and I am just so proud and happy to have you on the show. Thank you. I don't know why that actually instantly made me tear up because oh. to hear you say that, that I'm four years into a ten year town, and <laughs> and uh, but you know it was a um, it was a year and a half or not not even two years when I actually got offered a record deal with that independent Isn't that label, incredible? With Pure Music Nashville. And I and I watched you. Uh, I think it was live on on Facebook live the day that you were uh, offered that contract. It was amazing, and and I could see it in your face. We just so overwhelming, yeah. overwhelming. I felt like you know th- this kind of ship doesn't come around for a girl <laughs> like me this often, and it was a great leg up and a huge. Uh, increase in my in it's what I was doing to what so, you yeah. do everything yeah, you do you. and your personality and your talent <laughs> so um listen I want to start with the music uh, right away and this is this is one of your uh, new songs uh called more than a table yes maybe you can tell us a little bit about it and we'll play that so p- people can hear what you're all about you want to hear the backstory yeah can you yeah. or you want to do it after we play it 
It's um, up to you. I, I, think, Set it I, up. Think, I think it's funnier and better to do it here and yeah. now because it's always nice to know the story is that. Uh, so don't tell my mom, but I was on a dating site once. And this guy had a picture of a table. Now, I hadn't met this guy, but this table was awesome. And my roommate, Carrie, and I, we didn't have a table. So my profile said, if I like you, I'll write a song about you. If we don't work out, I'll write 10. <laughs> <laughs> And the guy, I said, hey, that's a nice table. He goes, you write me a song. I'll uh, make you a table. Winky face, hearty face emoji, you know, all this stuff. And uh, and so I was like, oh, man, don't you mess with me, boy, because I'm writing that song right now. It's called More Than a Table. And uh, so he's like, hearty face, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll make it. I'm like, next morning, I get up. I sit up in bed. I write this song in 12 minutes. Oh, my I go running out to my roommate, and I'm like, we're going to get a table. <laughs> and, uh, That's great. And she's like, really? And I sing this song to her. So I'm laughing inside, right? I play this song, and I look up, and she is bawling her eyeballs oh. out. And I, all of a sudden, I realized what I had done, and I started crying. And uh, I thought, oh, my God, this is a great song. song. The power of a song, girl. Yeah. Mm. So I mm. never got this song. Uh, I never got the table. I mean, I never, I got the song. I never got the table. Mm. Uh, but the record label loved this song. They released it on my birthday uh, that year. And it was my first song to ever get 100,000 streams on Spotify. Wow. So and that's a big accomplishment. Wow. Congratulations on that. Well, let's spin it because this is a cool song. Thank you. 12 minutes. Wow. <laughs> Rhonda Funk, our guest on the Songwriter Connection podcast. He disappeared into that shed Said he needed to clear his head He'd be gone for hours Till the moon came out I could hear him sawing boards and pounding nails Couldn't see what it was but he worked like hell And I'd make him dinner and set it out On a rickety table that was broken down Scratched up and scarred, chairs falling apart Until that day I walked in and he was sitting down On a brand new table, old barn wood He said it's strong and sturdy and his chairs are good It's not perfect, but neither am I But it'll be in this room till the day Stared at his craftsmanship and the job he did. How he paid attention to all details, smoothed out every edge without fail. And I wanted more because of what he did. That sudden love of that gift said more words than anything he could ever say. With a brand new table, old barn wood, he said it's strong and sturdy and his chairs are good, it's not perfect, but neither am I. It'll be in this room till the day you die, just like me, the rest. 
happy man that he slid that box across that tabletop. It was a brand new table, old barn wood. He said it's strong and sturdy, and his chairs are good. It's not perfect, but neither am I. Yes, he did, didn't he? (laughs) Rhonda Funk. That's a cool song, Rhonda. Thank you. You wrote it all by yourself in 12 minutes. Crazy. Uh, I know. Can you believe that? And now we know, because they say, you know, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. I guess a way to a woman's heart is a table (laughs) that you make. (laughs) No, just kidding. No, it turned Uh, out perfect. My daddy's a contractor, and so I don't know. I think it just naturally just came out about building something. You know, you just think about that. Yeah. Beautiful piece of somebody. I I can't do much for you, but I built you this. Yes. That's a gift from the heart. I think those are the best. So somebody owes you a table out there. (laughs) Gosh, dang it. I got to (laughs) go. Sucker. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Ron, it's good to have you here. And I know a little bit later on, we're going to play with your Breedle of Guitar. They're your sponsors. Yeah. Around our dining room table, the Duncan Fife. And that's what we're kind of known uh, for here on this podcast. So we look forward to hearing some of your uh, your music live, so yeah, to speak. Thank you. So, yeah. Good to have you here. Thanks for coming. I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. just honored to be here. Like, I, I can't believe that, that I get to do this with you today. So thank I, you. I, I can't believe um, 120,000 miles in the last year <laughs> performing. Don't tell my insurance agent. He's going to freak out. <laughs> He thinks I we'll would. Keep it from them. He thinks I could do thirteen thousand a year. Oh, okay. Yeah, shh, shh, shh. yeah. I, I literally thought I, I would go in to get my oil changed every uh-huh. three weeks, synthetic oh oil. Wow. And I'm thinking, how come I didn't get a punch card for this? Like, shouldn't it be like buy ten and get one free? I literally told them I, I go to Christian Brothers in Mount Juliet is where uh-huh. I've been going, and I I was like, hey, you guys, you know, all your other people, they only come like two or three times a year. So yeah. Do you think I should get something extra, like a candy bar? <laughs> Yeah, something. <laughs> a little something. Maybe they could be your sponsor, oh an ex-sponsor, right? There you go. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Well, you really do it all. And um, just, let's just talk about how it all started for me. Your story is is absolutely incredible. Um, just a year or so before you moved to, to Nashville, um, you had a life-changing experience, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I had been in marketing and PR at the time. I had a, a small company, and I was sitting with a client at a table, and I had just announced I wanted to make a country album. I had three mm-hmm. Christian albums independent that I had done leading up until then, and I was like, you know what? I think it's time for me to branch out. My kids are growing up, and I think I'm kind of coming back around to music, and I, yeah. I'd like to do this country album. And two weeks later, I was sitting with my client about to go over some campaign with her, and mm-hmm. I was about to tell her my great big ideas, and all of a sudden, my words all came out crazy. Some of the words went, the back ends went to the front. Words were coming out. I wasn't trying to say, and I was looking around the room like, what is going on? And I, I looked at her and she said, I asked her if I was making sense. And she goes, I think so. And Mm. uh, I was totally having a stroke. 
Uh, oh my goodness. So um, I, I didn't know. I literally went next door to a coffee shop. I still went to another meeting and I kept apologizing for stuttering. Oh, <laughs> and man. everybody was like, can we call 911? I said, if I fall out of this chair, we can call 911. But I'm fine. I'm pretty sure I stuttered when I said oh that. God. And uh, that night uh, I ended up in the ER just to, just to make everybody be quiet because they were all freaking out. Oh, and uh, the doctor was about to let me go. He said, uh, yeah, I think you're having a migraine event. And uh, we can give you some medicine and send you home. And I said, okay, great. And he said, however, I'm not willing to risk your future on it. So could you do an MRI? And mm. uh, well, good thing I did uh, because they found an inch size aneurysm in my head. And uh, oh, so uh, that night, basically, you know, the doctor said, you know, he was going to bring a team in in the morning to look at it and try to look at it and see what we were going to do and what I had going on. And I said, what if I don't make, what, what if this thing ruptures in the middle of the night? Like, why would I wait? Why can't we do it right now? And he yeah. goes, Rhonda, do you want my A team or my B team? And I said, fine, I'll take your A team. And mm-hmm. he said, um, I said, what if it ruptures? He goes, you're going to die. Just like that? Yeah. Oh my God. So four days later, I had a brain surgery where they were able to put a coil on my head. It was very non-invasive. They, the doctor said later, about three months later, he goes, I never should have been able to do that surgery. Wow. Uh, they went, like they put a stent in your heart. You know, they yeah. go through the arteries, whatever. They navigated all the way to this tiny little spot in my brain, put this coil. I call it silly string. And, silly string. Yeah. And uh, uh, saved my life. So <sighs> 48 hours later, I was at home. Uh, it was a, quite a recovery process. I had well, a lot that- of like you know brain trauma stuff i couldn't be around lights or tv and i like to tell everybody that i think it's great because i was really focused on so much work and non-musical stuff and Mm -hmm. all this i'm still being creative and things but i was stressing out about all these different things and it's almost like god killed off that technical side of my brain and brought back the creative side so since then i've written over 200 songs 200 songs they might not all be good ones but i've written i've written them we've talked about that in the past sometimes you got to write the bad ones to get to the good ones right yeah the fact that you're doing it that's just absolutely amazing so it was a real wake-up call for you uh huge you know i I feel like i've always been this driven and i Mm -hmm. it's not that it changed my attitude I was just like, I got nothing to lose. I mean, it really took away the fear factor for me. Like, hey, if that couldn't kill me, neither can you. So Uh, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Give you a whole new strength. Hashtag let's go. You kind of even almost look at it as a gift as you look back, don't you? Oh, it's very much a gift. Unbelievable. Yeah. That is such a story. Yeah. What kind of songs came out of that experience? Um, Well, a lot. A lot. Uh, I I feel like um, immediately everything was kind of thinking about uh, family and kids and stuff like heart yeah. songs. You know, like I have a Too yeah. Close to Home on my Someday album. You know, there's a lot of songs in there about losing somebody or stuff or just you start to really think about what's really important. Yeah. I, of course, I wrote some sassy ones and, you know did some stuff. It was my first time being a non-Christian artist, so I used the word damn a lot in songs. <laughs> like, oh, woo, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Put that so. D word in there. Yeah. Now, you've got a lot of records out there, and I I was just on Spotify mm-hmm. uh, that we uh, we played that first song, but you're you're everywhere. And how many records do you have out there? Right I have now? five total. Five. Uh, yeah. And right now you're recording for a label. It's, what they call it? Um, uh, well, actually, that, that record deal is over. It's over. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, all under great terms. Oh, okay. It was just, you know, covid and, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and, and we'd it as far as we could go with that one. What um, a cool thing to do during yeah. COVID. What did you yeah. do during COVID? I recorded an album last night. I did. <laughs> I did. I did. I went. I did not stop. I was like, I don't care COVID. I'm. Wow. You're not stopping me. I'm not going to get this chance again. So. Wow. But yeah, thanks to Pure Music Nashville and John Heighthouse and the team there that that mm-hmm. helped me release that last album it was awesome. Fantastic. But now, you know, I actually work a full time job. I came off the road because I was so tired. I mean, yeah. I could hardly lift my arms to touch my steering wheel and brush oh. my teeth. I was in tears and. 
my health was having issues. And mm-hmm. so exactly a year ago now, uh, I came off the road Yeah, and I work at a functional medicine clinic in Franklin, Tennessee. Um, and I work full time, but I still do music. And yes, you do. now I'm, now I'm like, okay, God, mm-hmm. I, I'm not done. Uh, yeah. and I, I literally feel like in 2018, you know, after I'd gone through that brain surgery stuff, I, I came here six months later, I recorded my six summers. months. Wow. Yeah. Do you, do you want to hear the craziest yeah, stories? Absolutely. This is, this is an amazing story. Um, several years ago in my marketing and PR company, I was coming here. I, I really didn't have any money. It was literally just you know, the publishing company getting me here with an author and I was going to national religious broadcasters at the Gaylord going to this great big, you know, thing, uh, pitching my authors, trying to get them on TV and radio and all that. Awesome. And, um, I, uh, the first time I came, I didn't have a dollar. Like I couldn't leave the hotel to come downtown. I did not one Nashville thing. So here I was in Nashville for the first time and I, I, you know, I wasn't doing music, but I remember when the plane was landing, uh, the, the pilot says, you know, ding dong, welcome to Nashville. Yeah. You know, I was asleep and, uh, I sat up and I saw us break through the clouds and tears just started pouring mm-hmm. out of my eyes. And mm-hmm. I wasn't crying, Dave. I mean, I can't really explain it. It's like tears just started gushing out and I was laughing uh, at the person next to me going, I'm not crying. Why am I crying? I'm not I'm crying. crying. Why am I crying? Allergies. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. I, I, that really might be it now that I know. <laughs> no, I know. Um, wow. So when the plane left, same thing happened, right? Next year, I come back again. Uh-huh. I literally made two hours in between dropping the car off at the at the airport that I was going to drive downtown. Someone said to go to Printer's Alley. So yeah. I went down. I think it was 4th and Church. There's a coffee <laughs> shop down there. Whatever happened, I parked my car, got a coffee, and I came out on the corner. And all of a sudden, I looked down, and I saw the Nashville One building, and I was like kind of looking up and down. I didn't know where Music Row was. I had no idea. It was a few blocks from Broadway. I had no idea where I was in town. Yeah, I lost it. Yeah. And I was crying. And I said... I am recording a country album someday in Nashville. I am recording a country album someday in Nashville. And I went home and I said that for six years. Okay. Fast forward. I had my brain surgery and I'm like, I had just said I was going to make this album. I had all all these other albums and they had these one, one word titles, you know, refined and there's the waiting Mm -hmm. and you know, whatever. And so I already had picked the name for my album and I, I hadn't really thought through it until all of a sudden. I was two days packing my bags, coming to Nashville, and I realized after six years of saying, I'm going to record a country album someday in Nashville. Dave, the dang album was called Someday. I uh, had written a duet yeah, like three years before, and it was so beautiful. I thought, I'm going to name this the Someday. That's a cool name for an album. It is. It's a cool song. And so there I was, standing outside of Omni Sound Studios, about to record a country album someday. That's a good studio, too. Yeah. Is that the one with uh, AJ Cross? That's the, one, that's the yeah. one, and that's it's my first. Voice. That was my first yeah. uh, song that ever won an award. Hey, that's out there. Uh, go to uh-huh. Spotify, Run to Funk, and, and yeah. you'll see that. Yeah, it's a good song. How about we play one now? Pick up that uh, yeah. Bre- Breed Love. Let's oh. let's hear you live around the dining room. What a story, Rhonda. It's so it, good to have you. Thanks thank for you. sharing that with us. Yeah, you're such an inspiration. You really are. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I keep uh, entering uh, or just looking at publisher pitches and different things, you know, because as a yeah. somebody who doesn't have a picture and I don't have a publishing deal, you know, I I have to find ways. How is somebody going to hear these songs that I write? But then I look at them and I get all wide eyed and bushy tailed. I'm like, how can I write a song for that person? So that's cool. There was a Trisha Yearwood pitch that was out there, and uh, I was like, what would I what would I send to Trisha? Yeah. And so I decided to write a song, and I don't know if she would do this one, but. 
Well, uh, Trisha, if you and your people are listening, here you go. <laughs> Hi, Trisha. <laughs> we love you. There's no sky like the Tennessee night. Nothing shines brighter than the moon in your eyes. 300 miles from that Georgia farm where I was born. But I don't live there anymore, no, cause I'm home. Wrapped in your loving arms, home. You're where I belong, home. The stars are falling, and so am I. Lord knows I've waited my whole life. Something tells me those days of being alone are over tonight. Cause I finally made it home Wrapped in your loving arms Home You're where I belong No one has ever held me quite like this You can take me anywhere Because your kiss is home Home Yes, I'm home Funk. That's a pretty song. Thank you. I can hear Trisha singing that. That's pretty. I think I'd hear her and Garth singing it together. Yeah. I just pitched you? it as a duet. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. You never know. All the best with that. Yeah. yeah. Thank Let's you. take a little break. We're coming back with Rhonda Funk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. We are connecting with an amazing artist and songwriter, Rhonda Funk. She was the 2022 USA Female Songwriter of the Year and also Entertainer of the Year from the ISSA. That's quite an accomplishment there. Thank you so much. Man. Uh, yeah, it has been quite a journey. I was nominated for Vocalist of the Year. Oh, you're yeah, nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry. I just want to clarify oh, that. Just, please do. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I got a. I won a silver uh, last year for Entertainer of the Year. And I'm like, I want that thing so bad. <laughs> 
just want to win a gold. I would think 120,000 miles singing songs has <laughs> is, is got to count for something. Well, Sounds hopefully. gold to me. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'm really in it for the Grammy. You know, like I felt like God well, said, go pursue the dream. Well, and, now that you mentioned that, you yeah. you got nominated for a Grammy. You were in their consideration, right? Under consideration, yeah. Right. And so, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's somebody out there in the industry, they're like, that's not that big of a deal. But, you know, there was 214 names on that ballot, uh-huh. and I was one of them. Well, you know? about that? And so, at, in, in the Grammys, like, yeah. I was considered for a nomination. So, yeah. I thought that was That's some validation there. I would turn yeah. incredible, because yeah. I think it's a hard process to get there. And oh, sure. so, that was, a, that was really, like... Sure it is. It's like yeah. there's part of you that goes, okay, I'm done now. I can I can die now. I made the Grammy <laughs> ballot. But here's no. the thing: nobody took a picture of it. I no. wasn't a nominated. I couldn't look at the ballot because I I didn't get one. Right? I wasn't a voting member. Not one of my friends took a picture of it. So it's basically like saying I caught a fish this big, <laughs> and nobody believes me. Uh, but uh, it's out there. No, I understand. You know, I had a song with um, Melissa Lee. Uh, and Claudette, uh, Claudette King. I mean, ah. she's recorded one of your songs too. Yeah. We'll talk about that. And it got, uh, consideration for, for a Dove Award. And I felt the same way. Some yeah. people think, well, that's, you know, but when I saw the list of all those people that I'm like, we don't have a chance. There's Vince Gill. I know, <laughs> but your name was right on there yeah. with Vince Gill. And, yeah. you, you, and how many other thousands and thousands of people applied yeah. and didn't get it? So exactly. it's validation uh, it's for what It's very you huge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, huge leg up. And it, it, you know what it is? Huh. It, it's a, it's a plant of a seed that you could, you're, you're on that thing you can yeah. do it again yeah. you could do it again you can. and again until and so you get you. it yeah and so can you thank yeah. you keep writing and everything that is so cool um i'm just looking over this stuff. you also had a christmas because this is the christmas season too yeah and so you talk let's talk about that claudette uh, king that was uh claudette and t graham brown yes. and i'll tell you what he's always been one of my favorite singers uh, i love what him. a voice and claudette who is yes. the uh daughter of bb king yeah Oh my B. gosh. BBB King. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This was hysterical. It's not hysterical. I have so many stories it hurts. Like, can we have a part two? Yeah, <laughs> like, please do. No, um, absolutely. I was, I had just, uh, this is before I got my record deal and I, I had a little bit of a wildfire. I'm going to get out there. I went 10,000 miles. I was on my way back to Nashville and I, I was kind of all over the board. Like, Ooh, maybe I should move to Texas. Ooh, maybe mm. I should go here. <laughs> I feel like God was like, Oh dear God, take her car away. Cause she's, <laughs> she's just real or in. I got rear-ended in Mississippi at 85 miles an hour. Are you kidding? No, absolutely. I I don't know how I stayed on the road. The guy hit me from behind because a truck tire came off in front of me, was rolling right at me. Oh my. Got hit really hard. So I come back to Nashville. Now, I had just booked, my agent had booked me 15 shows in seven states, and I was I was quitting. I was quitting my job. I was just going to do music. I was just getting all this stuff rolling. Oh I had uh, it killed my apartment lease, so I was supposed to move out that week. Oh. Um, I had no job when I came back, but now I had no car. And I had no money. Like, I'd already got a car towed since I moved here. I was driving nothing, and somebody helped me get into a car, and it got hit and ruined. Oh, no. And so... Mm. I come in, I'm hurting everywhere. This is four days after getting hit at 85 miles an hour. Wow. I'm sitting with Corey Lee Barker and Claire Cunningham. He's a great artist. He's a great writer. Yeah. And, and Claire is amazing. Uh, oh my gosh. She's love the best. That's, Irish girl too. That's yeah, my favorite. Her. She's a lead. Yeah, yeah she's we awesome. Irish. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Christmas. This, you know, we're going to write a song with Mr. Christmas, Corey. Uh-huh. And... Um, we were writing the dumbest Christmas song you'd ever heard. I'm not even going to bring up what we were writing about. We're about a half an hour in there, and I'm like, guys, guys. And I, I literally, I was so distracted. I hurt. I had tears oh. in my eyes. And I go, I go, guys. And they're like, what? And I said, 
This is the dumbest song we probably ever have written. And the thing is, is that it's sassy and no radio station is ever going to play this. Only Claire and I will be able to pull this off on a stage and it's only going to be YouTube friendly. Okay, so nobody's going to sing this song. I know you're going, what were you writing? Mm -hmm. You're probably wondering that. I am. But uh, I said, you guys know what I need. And now I'm almost crying. And they're like, what? And I go, money. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, can we please write a good song? (laughs) So it's going to make me some green. (laughs) And literally, we changed gears at that minute. And all of a sudden, we wrote this holiday with you song and uh uh cory's uh label that he was you know the publisher that he was writing for came in and they have claudette and and so her eyes got really big and she's like man we love this song and all of a sudden all i know i get a video from t graham brown going hi ronda it's your good friend t graham here (laughs) we're in the studio we're cutting your song today and i was like oh my God, I screamed for that's awesome. 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And this song did very well for you, didn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. great. But I recorded it this last year with Chris Garner, one of my favorites. Yep. Favorites. Yep. Uh, Chris, the Garner is family so is my talented. family. Oh, yeah. He's so fan- uh, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So we're, we've are we just released it this year. Awesome. Very good. And it's out now. Uh, we publish uh, this episode December the 14th. So want a little extra Christmas uh Cheer in your family. Uh, go get it. Holiday Rhonda with Funk. you. Yeah. Holiday with you from Rhonda Funk and Chris Garner. Yeah. yeah. Chris runs a little um, uh, writer's night too in uh, Mount Juliet that yep. we've been over to Cats over there. Yep. And that's pretty good. He's a very talented guy. So. Yep. I've played there many times. Cool. Congratulations Thank on that you. song. Thank you. What I really want to dive in with you when we come after you play this next song is I want to talk about DIY artists and, and how great you are at promoting yourself and how it all works. And we always like to have a little instruction uh, for folks. And there may be artists and songwriters out there that want to know how to do that. And uh, maybe follow your example because um, you really have done well with that, Ron. I'm just so proud of how far you've come and, and what you do. And I, I want to get inside your head and, how, and figure out how it's done. Yeah. You know? So maybe you can be, give us a little, some hip, hip, hits and some tips and, and things. So, um, But I'd like to hear another song. Get well, that read to live out. That I could do. Yeah. Um, the, uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, I met a gentleman named Jim Carter from Canada and he, uh, runs a, a nonprofit called Bank and it's a big fundraiser, uh, for communities. So they use big, huge artists to come in and uh, every show you pay a ton of money for the ticket and it goes directly to, uh, uh, benefit local charity. So the last person that was on their tour was Amy Lou Harris. Oh, and wow. so Amy's uh, uh, band is playing with Jim and Jim's here in town recording. He saw me singing and he brought me into the studio uh, last weekend and I got to, he said, get in there. And he, wow. they, they cut some of this track for me. So this song's going to be coming eventually here. Uh, it's awesome. called Birmingham. We get to hear it first. Yeah, that's right. I wrote it with Mark Addison Chandler's. So. My tank's on E, I need caffeine, and I just passed Tallahassee. Between the fog, the cats and dogs, these blades can't keep the glass clean. But no hurricane can keep these wheels from rolling. And I ain't breaking till my heart's at home in Drive all night to hold you, my burdens hand. When I fall into your shoulder, when I kill these lights at the end of your drive, feed this fire burning in my mind. Oh, 
rooms make for a lonely traveler. So I'm counting down five more hours till I finally get to have you in my arms, boy. I need to love you. So I'm chasing daybreak, hell bent to beat the sun to burn hell. I drive all night to hold you, my burdens. And when I fall into your shoulders, when I kill these lights at the end of your drive, feed this fire burning in my mind. I've seen you compared to Randy Carlyle, who's one of my favorite singers. Oh, I love Randy. Listen to Williams and um, Melissa Etheridge, because you get that little rasp yeah. uh, in your voice. But it's so powerful, and uh, you've got you. a range. The record label said if uh, country music and Melissa had a baby, Melissa Etheridge had a baby, it'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm a little bit of that. That's, that's going to feel good to be compared yeah. to that kind of company. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But I think you're your own thing. I really do. Thank you. Yeah. You've really grown as an artist. And, and by the way, you've got a great webpage and I want people to visit it. It's rondafunkmusic.com. Dot com. Yeah. That and is. this is a website you designed yourself, huh? I did. I mean, that it's nothing cool. really, really fancy. But, you know, I used to do marketing PR for, uh-huh. uh, we were talking about this, about uh, uh, me helping uh, authors and speakers. And people would have these like not very nice things. It just didn't look good, right? Yeah. So you want to come out and present like you're a great author or a great musician or do yeah. whatever and then you have shady, you know, pictures, you know, there's got all this stuff in the background or something. It just doesn't look nice. Your hair's a mess. Things are all over. Yeah. I'm like, you know what, guys? You don't have to spend that much money to make something nice. You just... Uh, I hate to use the words, but you fake it till you make it, right? Like, mm-hmm. you just look as good as you can with everything yeah. that you do. Compare yourself. Like, look at your website and then look at that website over there. And yeah. if it's nowhere near that, you know, so it's it's not great. Like, I, I could do better. Like, I think I could have more. But I was impressed like, when I saw I think it. it's a beautiful. really beautiful website and it's too. really easy to use. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I wanted, I wanted to focus in on that. Uh, the DIY artist, yeah. which is, is the thing today. The... Um, 
We've always talked about the double-edged sword of uh, streaming versus uh, hard copy oh, yeah. and how it's changed the industry. But it's all, the other side of that story is it's it's uh, there's a lot more opportunities for the independent artist mm-hmm. today. Uh, people are making it, not signing a major record label deal. And in some cases, they're making more money than people that have the big record deals because uh, they're getting out there doing it themselves. And that's what you've done. You're doing it yeah. yourself. I am doing it myself. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I mean, there's stuff that I'm not doing right now that I know mm-hmm. I need to do, but yeah. I've I've been I've been a little bit buried. And I mm-hmm. think I don't have my priorities straight sometimes. So I have yeah. to step, sit back and say, hey, what am I trying to accomplish and why? And that's, that's the phase I'm in right now because okay. I do work full time. So yeah. when do you do all this stuff? Right. Uh, but the thing is, is that, you know, a really good singer-songwriter, writer or just artist in general that mm-hmm. is got a great following you know they're good people keep asking them back you're yes. making a little bit of money you know if you had merchandise which i i haven't had I, I was i think i could have made bank if i would have had that you know there's little things that i even know that i needed to have but but when you stay consistent um and you just keep showing up, but you keep on top of your social media and you do all those little things. You can make more money than you'd make if somebody else paid you to do a label. You know, oh you're kind God. of under their control. Like you could really have a great, comfortable future if you had merchandise, if you, uh, you know, stayed booked, maybe pay a booking agent to book you some stuff and keep you rolling. So there's people out there in just like, well, you know, doesn't it take money to have merch? Well, there's, yeah. aren't there people that, that, do it on order, right? So, yeah, there are those yeah. things too. Yeah, <laughs> that you could um, just put pop it on your website and start somewhere. You know, uh-huh. then you don't have to carry a bunch of product. But right. you know, you do eventually want to get to that. And we were talking about this sign that I made for myself. Yes. I was on the road for eighteen months, and about twelve months in, so let's say a whole year went by where I was suffering. Uh, mm. I, I mean, I, I, I'm that classic story. When I left Oregon in 2018, I had less than $700 in my wallet wow. and somehow I drove across the country and I swear to God, I still have less than $700 in my wallet, but wow. I have an apartment now, I have a car that works. I have things and furniture and stuff that I, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have before because I yeah. gave all that up, but I didn't have enough money to buy merch and I didn't have enough money to put this little sign up. I knew I needed it. I know what my marketing head, what I do for other people, I knew I needed it. Just a pop-up little sign that you put behind your stage and you put a little light on there and it just looks like you're a million bucks and, you know, whatever. But it had QR codes on there, right? Yes. So I, I, They're I, so I, important, I folks. Yes. So I, important. I didn't have that $117 to order the darn sign. And mm-hmm. finally, 12 months in, I'm like, I'm just spending the, 12, the, the money this week. I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Made the sign, got it delivered to me. It was there in five days. And that week I made $500 off that stinking sign because it had the QR codes on there. People didn't have cash Mm -hmm. and they constantly were walking by. It got me a whole bunch of followers. People are snapping pictures in front of there, you know, doing whatever. And Mm -hmm. holy cow, like hindsight. Yeah. I mean... I, I was suffering. I would have made so, I left so much money on the table because yeah. of that little piece. And those are great. Those pop-up signs. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. one place, uh, Canva has them. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, hundred or so buck, uh, bucks, uh, and it's a great investment, not only for the, the QR code, but it's, there's your name right there. Oh, everything. Largest you put your life. website on there. You, yep. you know, you took it, yep. the picture. Nobody will ever notice, know this. And I probably yeah. shouldn't tell this, but if we're talking DIY, that's mm-hmm. a, if you see, ever see my sign, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, it's on my stuff. It's a selfie. 
Yeah. It was literally a it's selfie. It's a selfie. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. It was just good lighting. I had on this cute outfit that my friend had loaned me for this Margaritaville hotel shoot that I was doing. And mm-hmm. um, I just blew that sucker up. I popped it onto the sign. I slapped on the QR codes and put my website and poof. It's incredible. Sign. You know, in fact, uh, if, it's funny you say that. Uh, the picture I have uh, that's that's the logo for Songwriter Connection podcast that you yeah. see everywhere, that was shot by uh, Liz Kilgo in a round we did, I think, at Maxwell House. She shot that, and I went, I, that's, you made me look good. I'd do that. <laughs> so that's yeah, become my same. thing, yeah. you know? So, you, yeah. You just need something simple. It doesn't take a whole bunch of money to go get, just have somebody doesn't. take a picture or two to take the background out. Well, and, you know, know, yeah. And while you're saying that, you talked about working the socials, and I don't think anybody does it better than you. I've told you this before. Thank you. Uh, you, you pop on at all times, and you do the Facebook Live and yeah. Instagram, and you keep you keep your fans um, abreast of what you're doing. And I think it's really cool. And that's needed, isn't it? Yeah. You know what is amazing about saying that? Hmm. Before I ever moved to Nashville, yeah. I was doing live feeds all the time, singing some of my songs. Then though I did come to town uh, just the very first couple months, I had Mm-hmm. even really got out there yet but I was back and forth to Oregon still uh, yeah. and uh, I went to that first Gatlinburg Songwriter Fest Yeah, and there was a whole bunch of people in there that knew who I was. Really? I, I didn't know them yet, right? Ah. But I had followed them. I had like, I went from, you know, 1,200 followers maybe in my Facebook world life or, you know, maybe less uh-huh. to all of a sudden four or 5,000 people. I'm like following everybody, getting connected and doing stuff. I'm doing all these live feeds and we were being silly. It was my roommate, Carrie and I, we were being dumb or I would go <laughs> on and sing songs all the time. And I walked in there and I would go up to these people. I'd be like, hi, I'm Rhonda Funk. And he's like, I know you. I watched you yesterday morning. I laughed so hard. I almost fell my chair you know like things like that these are hit songwriters that people had been watching me and so i think over the years it's come been more and more and more where people will say i've been watching you for a really long time i'm really impressed by this because i think people watch and they're like yeah everybody comes out the gate real hot like oh i'm moving to nashville look at look at me and you know here's all this and they fizzle out I, I've been relentless. I don't fizzle out. And, you don't fizzle out. And uh, you're why? driven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But people do listen way more than you think. If you are a DIY artist like me, more people than you think are watching. They might not say anything. You right. might not be able to see it, but they see it. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Really big. They do. Huge. Yeah, absolutely. And then you also talk about you know Facebook. You get to the, the problem with your own Facebook page is you get to that five thousand limit. So yeah, it's real important to have your own music page, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, on your regular pages, the reason why my regular page is built up is that's just where people yeah. had integrated more. And I had kind of turned off my music page for a while, but I started all that, and now I'm like, wow, this page is up to five thousand. But you can still people can still follow you there. They just Even can't be you your can't, friend. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's important to know that just say hey i can't add you as a friend on this but feel free to hit follow and but also follow my music page you know you Ah, could do that there you go Um, but you know uh, Mm -hmm. i definitely have more on my personal page than the other but um uh that's they really want to see those numbers go up you know Mm -hmm. that's where your interaction happens but to keep the algorithms going and things you have to be consistent so whether you feel like it or not you need to be making a post every day and you need to get things in your stories and i'm not doing it all right but get something live put something on here do a reel reels are huge yeah reels are really big right now like i I just put one up last week and it had 1200 uh views overnight wow you know and what um, was it up was it a song uh the one was just me getting my guitar back from free love i had a broken guitar i'm like yeah i got my baby back (laughs) yeah yeah but uh the one before that i did a new song uh, a new christian song that i wrote called come in and Uh uh, that song's got almost i think 
I think it said 2,900 or maybe it's 1,900 views or something. Now those reels, you do those on TikTok or how do, you, how's, how do those work? I haven't been. And there's another Everybody's place. Everybody's saying TikTok. I, everybody is saying TikTok. Yeah. And I, I have friends that are saying, uh, like Carvin Walls, they just released a song called Lucky Enough. And um, they that I heard somebody say the other night, they said, we will never not do TikTok ever again because yeah, it blew up. Like I, they yeah. have a whole bunch of hits. Now that song just went completely viral. How about that? Um, you know, so how does the reels work on Instagram and Facebook? How does that work? Um, you know, it's funny. I don't know in my head what's the difference. You know, if I just post a video, but mm-hmm. something about the reels, it goes into some other cyber thing and it must ha- use your get your hashtags on there, do the things. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, just randomly people are watching. And I mean, I'll, I'll watch it like within minutes. It's like there's, there's 10, 20, 100, 300, 300, 500, you know, 600. Wow. Like that overnight, it was just like that. Just like that. Is there a special place on Facebook? I know you go Facebook Live uh-huh. and I know how to do that. There's a reels button. There's so, a reel yeah, there, everything's reels. changed now. So if, if you're looking at your story feed uh, mm-hmm. at the top, it says stories. But if you look right to the side there, I, I'm not Next looking at the screen. It says okay. reels. So oh, you can look okay. at a whole bunch of people's reels or you could look at stories or you can mm-hmm. add your own reel. And, Isn't that something? Yeah. Is there a time limit on those? Or? Um, you try to keep it short, uh, though, don't hmm. you? Yeah. On, I, I think yes on Facebook. I think mm-hmm. that's why I had to do a short, th- like a 30-second clip. But on Instagram, yeah. no. I no. think you can do longer reels on Instagram, well, I think. Very cool. I have to try to do that. I'm, I'm not the greatest. I was a radio guy. <laughs> Well, a darn I did good a little one. TV, but yeah. not a lot. See, you yeah. should be doing cameras. Like, if I were to if I were to consult with you right now, yeah. I would tell you you should have cameras up in this room right here, and this should be being on your your YouTube channel. It should be the live feed of you recording the show that everybody's hearing on the podcast, so people could see your artists and see your stuff and see what you're doing. Uh, people stink and love that. that. We we we've talked about maybe taking that as a next step. There's no maybe. You have to do it yeah. because some people are visual and some are just audio. Now you have a little TV show, but you know, it's... But then it's, I can't do this show in my pajamas. Well, yeah, you're going to have to get dressed next time, Dave. <laughs> I have to dress up. No, no, no more boxing. Oh, okay. All right. I am dressed now, by the way. Yes, this he is, is. This is all great advice. It yeah. really is. Um, now, <clears throat> so you do a lot of, you came from the marketing field and, and yeah. so you really knew how to promote yourself. How about people, um, I, I've known artists in some ways that will hire like a PR firm yes. uh, to help. Um, feelings on that. I know you do your own. Um, <clears throat> you know what? If you don't have very much money and um, let, let, me, mm, let me put it this way. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the platform right now and you're just hoping to build a platform, don't you dare go out and spend money on a PR company if you don't even have people beg you. Like I yeah. was booked eighteen months out. I should have. Wow. I should have There's hired a PR platform. company. Like I, I know how to do this stuff. So in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I don't really want to hire somebody because I could do it myself. I'll do it tonight, and then I didn't do it, and then I regretted that I didn't because I did two, three hundred shows, and I should have been on every radio station across America, or yeah. at least been in the newspaper, or had a chance on a morning show or something. Yeah. But if you don't, if you're not booked way out, don't bother spending money yeah. on PRs. Just start building your own thing and start getting consistent and start getting out there. You well, can't talk about that. How, how do you build a platform? How do you start it? Out? Um, you know what? When I first came to town, I couldn't play the guitar at all. Are and you serious? I could. I couldn't. I I I knew a couple chords, but I was not good at it. So everything. In the last four years or so, you... I just make it up. I'm a hacker. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm a piano player. That's and crazy. So this, this... But after playing and That's playing and playing... That's what that is. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you got to get out there and you got to show up. A lot of people 
uh, have this attitude and it is, I'm going to go places and I'm going to ask everybody to give me something. Okay. Mm -hmm. Can I be on your show? Will you put me in here? I deserve to be here. I should be playing here. I should do this instead of going and watching and sitting at the feet of people. This is, this is who I am. This is how I've built what I've done. Mm -hmm. I came to this town and I surrounded myself with people I wanted to be like, and I go watch their shows and I sit there. I don't ask to play. I don't ask to write necessarily. I don't do anything. I just want to meet people. I mean, I do eventually when you build relationship, but I didn't go out of relationship, go start asking for things from people. And so it. number one, I did that. Number two, I started to get my foot in the door wherever I could um, uh, to do shows. So this is a little catch. This is a little maybe oxymoron from what I just said. Um Hi, somebody's at the door. That's all right. They're dropping off. These oh, are I new see. headphones, by the ah, way, there that I go. just ordered. <laughs> oh, wow. That was fast. We yeah, need those right it? now. <clears throat> I yeah. need them right now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a catch-22 because after building uh, relationships, the one reason why I have gotten where I have is because I asked. Because people are yeah. gracious in Nashville. So please hear what I'm saying. It's like you yeah. you don't go in with a with an attitude of, I deserve this, so give Wait, me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Exactly. Oh, gosh, that's perfect. What you do is you go and you build the relationship relationship enough to be able to say, how do I get there? Ask questions, you know, be a part of stuff because people will say, you know, it's a five and 10 year town. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that. You have to do this first, this first, this first. I've been here for 10 years and I didn't get any of that. And I'm like, but I just did Uh, that. And I doing that tomorrow. And they just asked me to do that. They're like, how'd you get that? And I go, I asked, I don't know, you know, (laughs) but, um, you but know, that to say, you, you know, there's a little fine line there. It's about attitude and heart is what I, it is. I think so, too. And we've said this mm-hmm. in the past. I think you've got to be a good hang. That's the best way I can explain That's a great way to put it. You know, be the kind of person that um, they want you to see you again. Yes. And they, they feel they feel like they've known you yep. all, all your life. Yep. They'd want to have a beer with you. That's right. <laughs> you know. That's right. That's how you got to be. You can't be me, 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 me. That's me. right. Hey, Debbie Champion, I, you should put me on because I'm great. Yeah. You know? No, bring something to the table. Bring something to the table. So get 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 out there. Start yeah. playing. Start working hard, and don't yeah. stop working hard. And don't do it always with the expectation that you're going to get something out of it. You will probably get nothing out of and it. And that comes right down to what yeah. we said before we sat down on this mic. That's right. You talked about doing it because you had a passion for it. Yeah, do it because you love it, and uh-huh. you hope that something happens out of it. But if it doesn't, are you going to stop doing it? Are you still happy? Are you still happy? Yeah. You know, someone, this is, I I don't want to get so churchy here, but last week at church, uh, uh, one of the ladies at church stood up and she, and she was, uh, talking about, um, uh, her daughter had gotten in a car accident, Mm. a really, a a really pretty significant car accident. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the question was if that's the call no mama wants to get right. Right. But if I would have had to stand up here today and, and it was the worst case scenario, that yeah. my daughter didn't make it. Yeah. Would I still stand up here right now and say, God, you're good? Oh, boy. It's the same thing about music. Wow. If you don't get a dang thing out of it tomorrow, are you going to quit writing? Are you no, no longer a songwriter because you didn't get paid to do this and you didn't have a PR agent, you didn't have a manager, and you didn't get to do this fair and festival? Or are you here because you love music and you hope to God you write that one song that changes one person's life? One. Yeah. Just one. Just one. You know, it's, that's such a good point. It, it, it really is. Um, why are you doing it? Figure yeah. out why. Yeah. Um, and I believe, you talked about God, so I, I believe we're all given gifts, mm-hmm. you know, and you make the best of that gift. And I think you're giving that gift to share. That's right. And that's what you're doing. You share, you, you, you give it. 
you, you give it. You. Yeah, it's what I really respect and admire about you. Thank you. So thanks for all the great advice. We got to hear a song before we pray, we take off uh, another one. Rhonda Funk has been our guest. Um, and it's just been remarkable to have you. I feel I, like we could do like a whole other hour, so you're going to have to come back sometime. Oh, now that I wouldn't mind at all. I, I am enjoying myself. This has been so much fun. All right, well, I'd like to do a song for my daddy. Awesome. Daddy swore he'd never, never be poor again. Sleeping on the floor of that old tool shed. His daddy worked any job he could get While his mama raised nine kids And tried not to lose her head Now the older kids slept out in the car In the freezing cold out under the stars While the little one slept on the floor of that shed they didn't even have a pillow for their head He said, you don't know poor Till you're sleeping on that cold dirt floor Till you have so little you don't know there's more You don't know poor Baby girl, you no poor He said if you ever feel desperate in life Like things are so hard And they're causing you strife Imagine digging through the garbage For something to eat And feeding the rest to the pigs So they could eat Said somehow we made it just fine Eating rice and scraps we grew up over time We even washed our clothes in the river on a grave I was in high school That was 68, I was so ashamed He said, you don't know poor Till you're sleeping on that cold dirt floor Till you have so little you don't know there's more You don't know, poor Baby girl, you don't know, poor What are you crying for? Haven't I told you that story before? I couldn't even speak I just shook my head and oh He looked off in the distance And he simply said oh Then suddenly I realized Why he had been so tough 
Why he pushed and pulled and even seemed to be a little rough He wasn't being mean, he was just being sure that We never lived a life so insecure Cause you don't know just a song that came uh, after some conversations and mm-hmm. um, mm. yeah he knew poor yeah mm. my goodness great song thank you Rhonda I enjoyed our conversation thank you I have really enjoyed today thank you Dave thank you for coming on the show I appreciate you and thank you for listening we appreciate it catch you next time on the Songwriter Connection thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection podcast Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.